0: Five ways a content inventory helps you audit content quality with Charlie Williams. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all in one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. How good is your content? When was the last time that you carried out? content inventory. That's what we're going to be discussing today with a man who defines his job as helping clients make better choices for their websites so they can reach their customers and speak their language. He's run SEO events and a conference in his hometown of Oxford in the UK, and he's an on-site SEO and content design consultant at Chopped, a digital marketing consultancy he's set up that's dedicated to helping make better websites and smarter SEOs. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Charlie Williams.
1: Hello there. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me on.
0: Yeah, very good. Thank you so much for joining us, Charlie. Great to have you on. We can find Charlie over at chopped.io.
1: So, Charlie, how valuable is it to audit your content? Well, I think today it's more valuable than ever. We're in a a situation now, as we come towards the end of 2022, where we've had an entire raft, a gamut of updates from Google, mostly based around this idea of producing better quality search results through unearthing better quality content. In fact, you know, some of them uh, are deliberately named around better content in the product reviews updates, the helpful content update, for example. So in a market we find ourselves in where content quality is being pushed more and more and more by Google. And there's debate about how much the results reflect that, of course, but that's for another podcast. In that situation, uh, being able to review our content quality and start making actionable decisions based on what we see around our content, I think is extremely valuable. It's very easy for us to pull in reams of data on the technical side of our website, on the link side of our website. It's much harder to quantify and put some data around our content And that's why I find doing an inventory can be really helpful.
0: So today you're sharing five ways a content inventory can help you audit content quality. Starting off with number one, understanding how popular your content is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the idea of doing a content inventory, and it can take many different forms, normally it's like a spreadsheet, or sometimes you can do it within a tool. But you have this list of all the active pages in your website, and you pull in a ream of different data points around those. And one of the key ones of that, of course, is the popularity of that content. And for me, I do that uh, with a couple of metrics, but we look at how much organic traffic the pages are earning, obviously from a, a search point of view. But also, um, all traffic to those pages from every channel, as you know, something like page views from Google Analytics, for example, or you know a similar kind of metric. The idea is understanding which of our pages are really popular, which ones do people enjoy, which ones seem to convert. There's different ways we can look around that, but the idea is understanding which pages are really popular that search engines push and also which ones are really popular with our audience generally. And sometimes there's a difference there. It might be that actually some of our pages, people seem to really enjoy and navigate to or find really useful. But search engines don't show them very often. Now is that because they're hidden away? Is that because we need to optimize them better? We're not explaining what they're about very well with things like title tags, whereas actually within our website experience, we clearly navigate to them. That's just one example. There's lots of ways of going about it. But It's an extremely helpful exercise at the beginning of this, reviewing your content quality to be able to say, here's the pages that are doing really well. Here's the ones that search engines seem to really push. And here's the ones that generally get a lot of interest or do something positive for us in some way. So
0: finding out how popular your page is obviously key, um, but uh, your page isn't going to be popular at all if it's not indexed. And checking what Google has chosen to index at scale with the URL inspection API and log file data is your point number two.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, this is something where I like pulling in that sort of more technical side of SEO into a content inventory. Because of course, unless a page has been crawled or indexed, it can't appear in the search results. So it might be we have these pages in our inventory that we find that are not pulling their weight, perhaps organically, because they're not being crawled or indexed, they're not being found in some way. So doing this inventory helps us spot those situations. Here's some popular content that Google can't actually see or find, so it can't be indexed. Or uh, another situation, here's some content that we've got on our website that Google's choosing not to index. And we know that Google is becoming more judicious, shall we say, to put it politely, more fussy about what they choose to index or not. Well, if we have an inventory of all the pages on our website and we can see this section here is just not getting indexed. That's a big clue that that is not perhaps living up to the standards that Google wants us to hit. So we can then take action on that and go right, what can we do to improve this? What pages are ranking around this subject? What do they do that we don't, etc. The point of the inventory is it leads us to making actionable decisions about our website and its content, because we've got some data points that guide us towards thinking along these things. Otherwise, we might not even realise.
0: A little fun side note for our listener: uh, We were talking beforehand about the pronunciation of inventory, inventory, or something else. And um, we, from a UK English perspective, we've uh, come up with inventory. And you agree that that's the way? Yeah, that's the way you pronounce it. But you've just been uh, spending the last minute or so saying inventory. But um, it's it, it's all well and good, and uh, a little bit of fun.
1: I think I'm, I'm trying to sound more posh because I'm on a podcast with you, David, you see. I'm trying to sound, if I feel if I sound posher and more eloquent, people might listen to what I say more. I don't know.
0: Oh, I think you'd uh, win the, uh, <laughs> the posh uh, rating between you and me. But uh, maybe <laughs> we should um, ask um, Rank Ranger listeners to uh, tell us what the definitive answer is to that one. But uh, before we get too sidetracked, let's say point number three is finding hidden sections of poor quality.
1: Yeah, and this very much relates to that previous point. Uh, So we have this uh, sort of list, if you will, of all our pages, we have this overview, and we can start spotting the pages that are simply not good enough. And we have several ways of doing that. We can spot the pages through something like your inspection that are not indexed. Why is Google choosing not to index them? Are they duplicates? Are they uh, it's something they've crawled but decided not to index, um, so that it gives us a clue that they don't like it for some reason. Uh, is it content that maybe is indexed but Google never shows in the search results? It's not really targeted for a keyword, or perhaps it doesn't do a good enough job of targeting that keyword subject, the or the intent behind that search. Or it might be something else. It might be that we find some content that is low quality because the word count is really low. I often like to throw in word count when I'm putting my inventory together so I can sort of compare that as another metric uh, within uh, my uh, sort of data. So uh, it could, or it might be that um, you can run it sort of, sometimes when you do crawls of a website, you can look at the readability. You know, there's tools that they access readability as a score really clearly so if we put all these different things in there we can start spotting areas of the website that just aren't good enough that actually if we look at it from a neutral perspective we come in from the external point of view go well it's not indexed or google doesn't crawl it very often or it actually is indexed but it never gets shown in the search results or the engagement metrics from google analytics you know the time on page is really low when we expect it to be a bit higher or people navigate away from them quickly or they leave the website at this point without converting we put all these different data points together and it gives us a few different ways of spotting, here's content that needs improving or perhaps retiring from the website entirely if it's not actually redeemable in some way.
0: You gave lots of ways to automatically determine whether or not a piece of content or a section of content may be poor quality. Uh, Is it necessary to manually check that um, or is it possible to do it on an automated basis completely?
1: I would say manual checks are very important. And in most cases, you know, it's the classic thing of, you know, you never delete pages without checking them over manually first to make sure there's something good in there, or there's a reason why you're seeing these poor metrics. So yes, manual checks are important. I haven't come across anything yet that allows you to automate the entire thing. The data leads you in a direction. You then look at those pages and you can make a decision. Ah, okay, these pages are not being indexed because actually they are automatic generated pages by the CMS, we don't want them. Let's find a way of removing those entirely. Or we look at those pages, ah, they're not really doing very well because they've only got a, you know a very cursory amount of information. And if I look at what's ranking for those keywords, there needs to be more depth so we can improve them there. The idea is that, that, um, especially if you've got a large website, dealing with thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of pages, but if you're dealing with a large number of pages, you need to have some clues. You can't just start at the website and start crawling through manually and trying to work out what's good and what's bad. We have this list of all our pages, and we have these data points that give us a clue that something might be less than optimum, shall we say. And then that tells you, let's go and check that out and make a plan of what we should do to those pages Afterwards, bring us up to number four auditing on page SEO elements. Ah, yes, now this is something that I like to add as an extra layer when I'm putting an inventory together. So, what I will do is as well as getting all those data points uh, that we just talked about when I recrawl them, and I use um, the Screaming Frog SEO Spider for this, but any you know kind of good crawler will allow you to do the same thing. I use that to Get my information, but also pull in, you know, sort of via the API's various data points. But I also will, at this point, put in the title tag and the H1 and the word count and things like that. So what we can do is we can also review the on-page SEO. So if I know that I have this section of pages and they're targeting this selection of keywords, and I might put the target keyword as a column, you know, in my spreadsheet. I can actually very quickly then go, oh, these pages are not really optimized for the keywords, at least with those classic on-page SEO elements that we all know and love, such as the title tag H1, meta description, subheadings, etc. So it's another quick process you can do to identify areas of your website where you go, actually, our on-page SEO isn't up to snuff here, let's do something about it, let's improve it, and see if we can put something a little better together around that.
0: And finally, number five, scraping key attributes of pages.
1: Yeah, so this is something I do, again, with the SEO Spider, but again, it's with tools, is I'm um, doing data extraction. You know, or scraping, essentially, elements from pages. So, for example, I did this recently with an e-commerce website, and I was looking at they had this large selection of category pages or product listing pages, PLPs. And as part of the inventory of these and reviewing their success and reviewing which ones needed improving their, you know, uh, I also scraped a couple of elements from the page that wouldn't appear normally in your crawl. So I uh, scraped out the number of products each one was showing just to kind of go, okay, we've got a bunch of PLPs here that show one or two products that's going to struggle to rank because it's not really a very comprehensive answer for like you know someone shopping for that particular product type we need maybe need to expand the range or combine some of those pages together in another situation you might want to scrape out the number of comments that people are leaving on blog posts as a sign of engagement uh, something along those lines they say okay here's all our blog posts we have 150 blog posts Fifty of them got no comments whatsoever and very few page views so we're seeing that people really weren't engaging with that subject matter should we retire them or at the very least should we perhaps avoid some of those subjects for our blog posts in the future so the world's your oyster a little bit when it comes to this but the idea is that in your situation when you're putting together inventory there's probably uh, something unique that is you know, bespoke to what you're looking for. There's something that applies to your industry or to your particular website. And you need to include that in there. We're well, using something like data extraction, scraping allows you to pull that in with all the other metrics and then apply that when making decisions about what's working and what's not.
0: Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. <laughs> So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort?
1: So this is, I love this question. Uh, It's a a great one. I want to go a bit old school for this, uh, if that's okay with you. And I'm going to say, actually, for me, something that I see a lot of websites just not doing or not doing effectively is keyword mapping. it sounds really obvious, but the idea of the basic principle of SEO is that we have a page on a subject so that when someone searches for that subject, we are a relevant answer. And what I see too many websites doing is they have large amounts of keywords, but they don't actually do the, the joined up bit where they have their keyword research on one side, they have their site diagram or their layout or the structure on the other, and they haven't actually been through the process of going, here's the sections of the website are going to be for each keyword that you know marrying those two elements together keyword mapping going here's our section on this here's our section on this here's our section on this and making sure that each of those landing pages is actually the right type of content for that keyword so if someone is shopping for something you have a plp or a product page available if someone is looking for help on a subject you have a blog post a guide or a how to sort of page on that subject actually marrying that intent of the keyword to your content. So for me, keyword mapping is a real win that a lot of websites can do. And if you're starting a new website, it's one of the most fundamental things you can do, but also one of the most effective. You need landing pages for all your target topics. Use this to make sure you have them. That is the kind of fundamental structure that everything's built on. And then all the technical work, all the link building work, all this other stuff you do, will build on top of those foundations and get you those higher rankings, of course, but you have to start off with the good content, and the good keywords and the good structure all tied together.
0: Let's ask you the automated or manual question for this one as well. So is this something that can only really be done well on a manual basis? Or is there some system or a piece of software that you'd like to recommend?
1: So there are some, uh, uh, some really good tools out there about doing various elements of this. So i found, for example, you know, there's many great tools for finding keywords. You can use you know, sort of everything from individual keyword research tools to um, things that scrape something like also ask that looks at the also ask questions. Um, you've got uh, all these things there. You've got um, big keyword databases, such as href, Systrix, mrush, et cetera. They do fantastic work on that side of things. And you also have some good st- stuff for doing structure. But when it comes to those mappings, of those kind of things together I think actually you can't really beat a manual process for doing it Um, at for the very core keywords you have for those vital user journeys and I find that if I'm doing this with a client if I can I like to be in a room with a whiteboard or with a wall and a bunch of post-it notes and actually go here's the core journeys you're trying to target that people are doing what keyword are they searching for each of those stages of those journey? What landing pages do we have for each of those stages of the journey that can marry up? So you've got those three different angles. You've got the user journeys you're targeting, the keywords, and the pages, your site itself. And then you're trying to marry that up and have this diagram of here's all the key journeys, here's what people search for each stage, and here's how we've got brilliant content for each of those in between. Um, one thing I did see actually very recently was... Um, a friend uh, of mine in the industry, Chris Green, actually just did a blog post uh, last week where he actually shared his keyword mapping template. It's a spreadsheet that just works. It's a Google sheet. So there are some templates out there for you to use it, but you still manually input your different elements.
0: I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Charlie over at Chopped.io. Charlie, thanks so much for being on the in Search SEO podcast. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com.